0: Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. We speeding? Welcome back. Yeah, we're speeding. I love being able to use that term, man. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Diana, you good? I'm good. You good? I'm amazing. Saying,
1: saying speeding I'm just amazing. reminds me of tickets. Just Bro, so you know.
0: Don't, don't. Speed anyway. tickets. Speeding. speeding tickets. He says, are oh, we speeding? I'm like, oh. speeding reminds you of speeding tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think we just make it a thing. Let's just make, let's just make, tell me something good normal again. So, I want you guys to tell me something good, but in this sense of someone doing good for you. So I want you thinking about that. Someone who did something good for you that surprised you. That surprised. Something, Someone that did something good for you. Someone that did something good for you that surprised you. I'll go. First, um, so in a couple of weeks, at the end of this month, I'm going to go to like adult youth camp. Um, I go to this really, this really cool camp. It'll be my third year. I go to this really cool camp in the woodlands, the, like the ranch lands of San Diego in Southern California. Thanks. Big flex. Um, And I get invited by this guy, by this incredible leader. His name is Brad Lominick. And the guy that owns the camp, is his name is Bob Goff. And so I get to be around those guys. That's a big flex. So I'm name That's dropping. A big 100%, flex. 100% I'm, I'm name dropping. Um, and I remember the first time I went to camp. And it's funny because it's called Young Guns. Which I appreciate being considered a young you're gun, you are a young gun, bro. Right? So it's called you young got guns. guns. Hey, I'm young, young and young. I got guns. I just flex, big flex. Anyway, um, and so I remember being there and the being in the room. I felt so out of place. I've told mm-hmm. you guys this story, but I'm just sharing it for the sake of the, of the culture. I, I, rem, I remember being so out of place because I'm in the room with li- literally with like a, with like multi like these guys are like hundred millionaires. Um, professional athletes. When we were doing the introduction circle, there was like 51 guys my first year. When we were doing the introduction uh, introduction circle, um, I'm sitting next to the guy, I forgot his name, but I'm sitting next to the guy who, the season before, um, or like one or two seasons prior, he was The Bachelor on ABC, <laughs> right? So this dude is like 6'6", six, six, beautiful. Beautiful man. Like he's just, just a,
2: staring? Yes,
0: because I, I became very aware that some humans are different than us. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I was like, this man is just different. Like, he's just okay. Surgery
2: different
0: or? no? No, this was on all, all him. This Jeez. was all him, man. Like, Do you have a picture? I'm just kidding. wow. <laughs> if you pull up like the seasons I of the bachelors, I'll tell you who it was. I was just um, kidding. And he had, he had like he had like torn his ACL or something. And I just gave him an encouragement encouraging word. I prayed for him, and um, it was cool. Anyway. But I'm like looking at him, and like I really like I'm a pretty confident person. But I was just like I didn't feel like insecure, but I felt insecure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like one one of these things is not like the other, man. Like you're just you're different. Okay, got it. You're built way different. Praise God. Good for you. Right. Um. Anyway, so so the the, the good thing was tell, I'm telling you guys something good that someone who had access to something so far beyond my normal was willing to share it with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he opened a door for me that I could have never opened for myself. That's um, and I remember going to going up to Brad at the end of camp, and I said, Brad, I, I, man, this is awesome. I appreciate it. Um, but I have a question, man,
1: <laughs> why, why am I here?
0: You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why why, why am I, why am I here right now? And he said, Cruz, i just I just wanted this for you for two reasons. Number one, um I know some of your friends. And when I asked about guys that should be in this room, your name came up multiple times. So your friends talk good about you. That blessed me. But then he said this, and this really blessed me. And he said, after having spent two days with you, um, I'm convinced about who you are. And now it's important for me to give you a snapshot of who you're going to be. Mm. That's
2: awesome.
0: You know? And so them doing something good for me not only changed my current perspective, but it it started to change my vantage of what is supposed to be and what I could become. You know? So that was good for me. That's awesome. How about you, you go.
2: You're gonna. You, go next. Uh, <laughs> you just didn't to- to remember. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You,
0: you know, um, Rock paper scissors. I just,
1: you know, the same thing for me. I think I, I mm. something good that's happened for me is I have re- I have good friends who believe in me. Yep. But perhaps more than I believe in myself. That's. Incredible. And are opening, they're opening like doors to rooms that I would probably never be in, never be a part. Of. So. Um, in terms of like songwriting and doing all that, there's a few of my friends really going out of the way, completely going out of the way to make room for me and and give me the opportunity to to be a part of some pretty dope projects that are um, not related to abundant. Um, kind of a
0: big deal, though. Yeah, I think I know a couple. And of them. Um,
1: and and just that, you know, just that's really it. More than an opportunity, it's just good to have friends that believe in you. Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, and just see something in you that perhaps you don't believe about yourself. Mm. Maybe you've seen it, gotten a, glim- mm. gotten a glimpse of it. Like maybe I'm, maybe mm. I could do that. And then your friend's like, what are you talking about? Mm. You're doing that. <laughs> We're doing this. So I'm grateful for my friends awesome. who are doing that for me. And I mean, not something that I've asked, it's just huge generosity. And
0: that's, I think that's the Beautiful. big deal, right? Like that's that I, I like being surprised by it. Like- yeah,
1: I'm, that's, I'm, I'm actually right now in a state of like, really, you want me to, okay. Why? Like I asked the question, like why? (laughs) You know, but yeah, so I'm grateful for my friends believing in me. Yeah. I think
2: a shout out to our local pastors, our head pastors here, Um, you know, Pastor Jared, Pastor Charles, Pastor Shannon. Um, I obviously, I, if you guys know, don't know, like I don't
0: work at the church. Tell them again. I think people don't know that. Yeah. I think people think you do this. So I do have work with Diana.
1: Diana does not have direct deposit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then I have like a whole
2: nother job I have to go to. And, um, I put in time at prime culture because I love this. Like yeah. this is my heart and we are building this together. I never expect anything, but, um, uh, yeah, our pastors blessed me with a beautiful gift that was completely unexpected. And I, I was really, really grateful by that. And again, I was surprised by it. I don't expect yeah. it. Um, I believe anything you do for the Lord, you know, it's not in vain and only he can reward you. But it's so cool when, you know, your local leadership is like, hey, like we recognize your hard work. Yeah. So that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I love it. And, and I- let
1: that be for somebody out there who thinks that they can only do ministry if they work nine to five in the right. church.
2: God is so faithful. Um, Cruz always tells me like if you need a title to or a paycheck to be who you are then you're not really that Ooh. and I've now I realize I've been this my whole life. I've been this
1: <laughs> If you want to be a pastor then why aren't you pastoring? Yes yeah. right. already that's right, right. anyway so you'll room make room <laughs> what are we talking about
0: you'll
2: make room for your passion and your love. And, and, the your, and your Lord will gift, make room for you. Right? Your gift,
0: Give your passion, we'll make... your love will make room for, for you. you. Yes. It'll make room for you. That's man. That's a word, baby. Like that's a word. You'll make room for it, and it'll make room for you. Yeah. Yes. You know. I think and God that's, is faithful. The Lord, yeah. The Lord is faithful. And he's faithful to his principles. You know. The reason yes. I asked for us to think about it that way is because I really wanted us to continue this thought on the goodness of God and the godness of good. Mm. You know. Um,
1: that's a. <laughs> One liner right there. God is right. the good,
0: um, and how it all comes from Him. Last last episode, we talked and we 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 just leaned into salvation and salvation being a free gift from God to humanity. We choose it, and there's a requirement for response. Now, I wanted us to kind of like crack open the 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 case of salvation and see what's inside of it. Right. Obviously, I think when we think of salvation, we think of, of, of the cross. Right. We think of the suffering of Jesus, which in and it of itself is someone doing something good for us yeah. that we don't deserve. He didn't have to do it, but it right. came out of his own good intent for us. Um, so we do see the suffering and the, and the, the passion of Jesus um, when you think about <clears throat> the seven days of Christ's journey. And so I'm just going to give it a little bit of a, of a geek out right there, right? His triumphant entry into Jerusalem, where they cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We call that Palm Sunday. Um, all the way to his betrayal, his trial, his scourging. That's where they beat him, crown of thorns, his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection on, this, on the third day. We call that the Passion Week. We also call that the Finished Work of Christ, that he, he came, he, did, he, he died as us, he rose again, defeated sin, death, hell, and the grave, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But even in that, there is this element of someone doing something good for us that we don't deserve, right? But in it, if there isn't a moment of, of us accepting it, mm-hmm. right? Us receiving it, us saying, yes, thank you. Right. Like we all just talked about really, really cool elements in your lives. Right. But you could have texted back and be like, no, thanks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm
1: busy, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Or I'm good. Yeah. You're going to say I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Which is OK. Let's pause that mm. real quick. Let's pause that. <laughs> let's pause <laughs> that <laughs> real quick. We need to pause. On. Here. Hold on. We moved too quick. Hold on. Wait a Hold minute. Hold on and wait a minute. What an interesting statement yeah, yeah. <laughs> of belief, right? I'm good. Oh, <laughs> child, please. <laughs> That's so true.
1: Yes. I'm good. no, thanks. I'm good, bruh. You ain't. No, you. It's
2: not good. It's like I think we just try to be humble in that. I mean, I don't know why we say that.
0: I think I hear, I'll tell you why I say it. Okay. When someone's trying to be kind to me or yeah. someone's trying to be generous to mm-hmm. me or someone's trying to be helpful to me and I say, I'm good. What I'm saying is I'm proud. Jeez. I'm or it could be I'm, the
1: other way, which it can come from an unhealthy way. It's unhealthy pride at the same time that you don't think yourself yeah, worth right? worthy a gift. enough. False humility. Yeah. False humility. It's yeah. false
0: humility, which is full pride. Yeah, it's full pride. It is. False humility is true pride. Hello. Yeah. It's both our pride. I'm going to say that again for the people in Overconfidence and false pride. Community. I'm, I'm good. Pride. I'm good.
2: Right? Because I always think that. Like, if I when I say I'm good, that means, I like, in my mind, I'm like, no, I don't want to inconvenience you. Like, I'm really okay. But then, again... But then if
1: it's... people tell me you want to go to you, I'm um, no, I'm good. I
0: don't. <laughs> well, that's a different story, bro. That's <laughs> like... It's like, I know better. <laughs> I know better. I was about to say that. I know better. Which, hey, Which? crazy fact. Crazy I fact. They know better. Diana, who has... Grown up, born and raised in El Paso, Texas. How many times have you had chicos? Zero. I've had I've, it once. Diana has time. never had chicos.
2: Don't went, bring me <laughs> any, guys. I'm good. Bring me some.
0: I haven't had it like in six years, but I, I remember liking it. I, I had it, it
1: after one of my like cousin's cousin quinceanera. <laughs> cousins, we cousins. went there like after midnight and they told me we were going to go get flautas. At this time, I was still living in Mexico. So I'm like, oh, dope flautas.
0: You didn't close. say dope though. You said chido. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: were, were they good? Did you like it or no?
0: No, it was oh, okay. like a It,
1: it was like, like
0: it's horrible. Okay. Like,
1: oh my I I mean, mm. I'm I'm going to stop there cuz then people are going to start getting mad at me, but yeah, I personally yeah, yeah.
0: don't do say not, hate, don't say hate. No hate.
1: Love for Chicos. If you like it, great for you.
0: Cuz
2: I like good, what's though. it called? Citos? No, is that, What is Cometa. The, Ooh, that, those are the real ones. Now, that's where okay. I come from. That's okay. the Lord. That's so it's us. nothing like that. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, so Chico's like, is
1: nothing like that. so Cometa
2: is 100% like artery clogging type food like don't yes. eat it every day but it's good
1: it's really good but okay. once in
0: a while okay so <laughs> anyway that was so <laughs> random but have you ever have you ever have you ever been around someone who for real gets jacked up mm-hmm. right like I remember one time a friend of mine like uh, broke his leg or like his ankle like it like we were dude we, we bro like this is how I know like young and dumb Right. We used to play. We used to try to relive the glory days by playing like tackle football, but with no pads. Like we're 22 years old and we're just out there. And so a friend of mine just like breaks his ankle. Right. And we all see it. We hear it. And he jumps up. I'm good. And he tries to jog off. He's like, I'm good. And it's like, bro, I see your your foot like your foot. Don't go that way, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, no, I'm good. Right. Have you ever seen that? Like where somebody is like, obviously. Broken, Mm, obviously injured, bleeding. (laughs) Come on, bro, you're bleeding on me, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Like, bro. And Mm. their response is I'm
1: good. But a genuine response, though. Which, where do you think the response comes from? Is it from like not knowing
0: or shame? I think, okay, I think it's all of the above, but I don't think it's not knowing. I think it's trying to convince yourself. Mm. I think it's I think it's self deception sometimes. Mm. Maybe that's too deep. Like I, I can think I can think of some moments where it's like not like I remember one time. Again, we were playing football, and I took a helmet not a helmet an elbow to the head right here. I still have a scar right here. Um, my hair never grew out. The it grew out, but it grew out funny, right? Um, and I remember like man, it hurt so bad. You were there. It hurt so bad. And I get up. I'm like I'm good. I'm good. Like I'm kind of like blurry, dripping. dude. 3 seconds later my f- just covered with blood right just blood i had to go get like eight st- eight stitches whatever but my whole thing was like i'm good i'm good and wh- what i remember trying to do was trying to convince myself you're right, that's that i'm okay
1: because it's a it's a method of co- it's i don't want to call it coping but it's a method of oh, it is. of like soothing i guess cuz uh, you it, guys it don't know so this, okay. but mm-hmm. when I was like maybe 12 years old, a forklift ran over my foot. Oh, wow. And by the grace of God, actually, I believe that's it was a miracle. It's not broken. It? It's no, not I'm broken. <laughs> I'm
0: <sorry>. Day, bro. <laughs> She's she just Yo, said, yo that's this is, <laughs> foot is It's broken. Okay. <laughs> I have two. <laughs>
1: for for anyone watching i just told diana today at the gym that i'm flat-footed
2: i'm sorry that was a brand privilege
1: information no that was a good one that was a good one respect respect what was i saying oh anyway my, my immediate response to pain no pasa nada. Was I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, good, I'm good. And then immediately the pain starts rising, yep. and then I'm not good, I'm not good, I'm not good, I'm not yep.
0: good. Yeah. And I think, I think, mm. I think there's a component and an element of trying to convince myself that I'm not messed up. The moment, mm. the moment the world around me starts saying, Are you okay? and starts noticing something in me that I, I like I I, I don't I want don't it to be true.
2: Bring attention to. Like,
0: I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be true that I'm gonna have to go to the hospital and get stitches. I don't want it to be true oh that gosh. I'm gonna have to get treatment for this illness. I don't want it to be true true that i'm actually really broken Mm. internally i don't want it to be true that i'm not as good as i think i am which
1: that makes me think of like i think there's a big tension with the sinful nature of man like Mm. i feel like we don't want to believe that um some will call it total depravity total depravity total depravity which means that that humans are in a way gonna always um have that sinful nature is literally in us and i think some of us like to think that we're actually good
0: that we're or that we can actually make ourselves good right because like like seriously like really no i'm good i'm good i'm good and what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to i'm trying to fake it to you so i can make it happen in me mm-hmm. right i think that's what adam may have been saying in genesis chapter three where he sees that he's not good what does he do he conceals himself. himself the word hide in the in the in the original Aramaic, it literally means to conceal myself in an attempt to heal or or mm. restore or repair myself. Oh my God. That's, that's literally so that's literally what it means. It carries a sense of I'm going to... He wasn't hiding because he was afraid. Remember, he's made in the image of God. Yeah. And for... We don't know how long they've been alive. At this point, it could have been hundreds, if not thousands of years. Mm, true, we don't true. know how long it was, right? Which don't at me, young earth theorists. So like, it was two days. Don't <laughs> at me, okay? Anyway... <laughs> Right? So they had walked in a degree of self-sufficiency. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't self-sufficiency. It was they had walked in revelation knowledge. Yes. Everything, every, right? right, Like everything they knew came from the mouth from of the God. Ma- they, yes. they did not live. The second Adam said it best. Man shall not live by bread alone, a.k.a. Jesus. Let me give you some preacher, just some preacher hacks, right? The second Adam, that is Christ, was a living spirit, First Corinthians 15. So there's the first Adam who blows it and sin comes into the world because of his disobedience. Yeah. Then there's a second Adam who gets it right, and grace comes into the world, and life comes into the world because of his obedience. Yeah. The first Adam, ooh, I got a word. The first Adam messed it up in the garden. The second, his disobedience in the garden. The second Adam, obeyed his in the o- obeyed in a garden. The garden of Gethsemane. The first yeah. Adam disobeyed, so thorns came into the world. The second Adam obeyed, so thorns were put on his head. Right, and mm-hmm. we can just go on and on about it, right? So... Okay. Anyway, so the, the, the first the second Adam said it best man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So they had revelation knowledge, yeah. not sense knowledge. Yeah. So in this was Adam, oh my gosh, this was Adam living in a sinful state, still trying to live with revelation knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And he was working off of an old revelation in a current situation. Mm. And well, a lot of times we'll live off of an old revelation in a current situation. We're not good, but we'll say we're good because we used to be good, but now we're not good because of something we did. And the world around us sees it and offers us help. And we're just like, nah.
2: So you think I'm that's good. why maybe a lot of young adults, I mean, cope with self deception in isolation?
0: Oh, 100%. Can you share Pastor Charles' revelation on coping? Oh my gosh. I'll share it here in a second. Don't remind me. Let's put tack on yes. that. But this is a good word right here, <clears throat> because this is this is part of our unregenerated life and thinking, yeah. right? And what I'm saying, I'm, the reason I say unregenerated is because you're redeemed, yeah. Right? When you come into salvation. salvation, and the work of salvation is at is is in process in your life, the moment you believe God unto righteousness by faith in Christ and through grace and we're going to talk about grace in a second redemption happens you are snatched out of the hands of satan you're 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 purchased back because of the blood of christ that was shed for you the price that was paid the atonement that was made <clears throat> and now you're you are redeemed you have to be regenerated. What does that mean? I'm being remodeled, reformed. When we talk about reformation, right? You're being renewed. We don't need revival. You've always been alive, even when you were alive dead in sin. Yes, yes. We'll leave it alone, right? But even when you were alive dead in sin, you still had a form of life, which was death. But now you are made alive in Christ, and you're alive in righteousness and redemption and sanctification and in holiness. In, in 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 the beautiful form of God and the Son of God. So every day the Lord is reforming you, reforming you, reforming you back into the image of His Son. And so I think that what happens is because we're young and because we're growing in our knowledge of Jesus, we still have this tendency or this tension of I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not yet who I'm supposed to be. And in that tension... I tend to, Mm. right? That's a good message right there. The tendencies of tension. Ooh, Mm -hmm. we should unpack that one day. Right? But in my tension, I tend to revert to what I know and what I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. Right? And what I know and what I'm familiar with is trying to hide from God. Yeah, yeah. And I try to cope. Mm -hmm. I try to cope. And how do I cope? I cope by fixing it myself. Now bringing it to Pastor Charles's perspective, which we'll get him pretty soon on on cameras uh, sharing this and explaining this. But he said, I was talking with him recently and I said, Pastor Charles, you know, we're dealing with so many young adults in this generation who are happy with coping. Oh, I'm just coping with my dysfunction. I'm just coping with my trauma. I'm just coping with my mental illness and my mental health issues. And look, let me put a disclaimer on there. Are there clinical issues? Yes. Absolutely. Are there real neurological imbalances that Absolutely. require professional help and require medication mm-hmm. and and a battery of therapy? And all one hundred percent, I'm not minimizing that. But you know, by and large, a lot of a lot of a lot of that is behavioral, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and what we do is we cope by defending dysfunction, mm. by hiding. And Pastor Charles said it this way, Cruz. Yeah. You know, there is no such thing as coping in the Bible. In the kingdom there's no coping. Either you're overcoming or you're not. Or you're being overcome. Come on. There's no coping. And I was just like
2: I love that. So there's well, no so
1: there's no being good halfway.
0: There's no such thing.
2: I think that's where maturity comes in too. It's like are you maturing or are you maturing um in faith to like, self-analyze and say, you know what? Like, I'm hiding. I need community. I need somebody to call me out. That's a good And word. when somebody calls me out, can I respond with humility Yeah. on whatever they're calling me out to? Because I have too many young adults that run and hide. They come tell me all their issues and problems. And we provide a battery or, or a course of, okay, this is how we're going to get better. Then I don't see you in two months.
0: Yeah. Oh, they and do I'm nothing like, that you... And it's like, what were you doing? Hiding?
2: Exactly. And I'm, and now they're good. I'm like, how are, how are you good? Like, you've done nothing we've Bro, talked about. it. it's funny. About. Like,
0: you see them at church walking with their sin. Wow. Or walking with their dysfunction. <laughs> and they just put their head down like, I'm, if you, I, if I can't see you, you can't see me. That is too real. But why are you <laughs> good? Let's,
1: let's park there for a second. Because, like, for example, in this scenario, right, where maybe you're in a relationship with somebody who... Um, causes you to not be good there's a there's it the reason why you might have gone back let's say you met I met with you let's say it's me I'm this young adult and I go (laughs) meet with you because I'm with the wrong person and it's painful and it's destructive and it's unhealthy and I go with you and you tell me what to do but instead of like you know following your advice I she gave me something or we found a way to cope which usually is getting maybe immediate gratification or something like that from their relationship. And it just gave me like two more, two more weeks. I can stand two more weeks (laughs) because I found a way to cope. Right. Right. And, and I think sometimes that's in my opinion, like that's why there's people out there who are successful business owners and they're like, I'm good. And, uh, you have like successful uh, people that go to school, successful people with careers. Right. And they all say I'm good, but, if you really, I think if you really look between the lines, there's all, there's a sign of coping around there, and they're trying to again, like, what did you use you use a word right now? You're trying to, um, like normalize the pain or normalize yeah, the or thing can, or conceal it. You're trying to hide it, or yeah. you're trying to.
2: Well, a instead of overcoming it, right? A bandaid's only gonna is only gonna cover so much. But yeah. you know what? I want to. When you something. need
0: stitches, dude. Oh my a band-aid gosh. is
2: only gonna do 100%. so much. It's gonna get you, like you said, maybe those two weeks that you need. After that, it starts gonna gush all over again, and it's gonna be worse than when you came the first time.
0: Yeah, because you get all infected, you get you get you get messed up. But I, look, I wanna I wanna throw a wrench in this though, because what we call coping is not co- real coping. Like, look, let me just throw this in there. So I just looked up cope. All right? The word cope literally means to deal with and attempt to overcome problems and difficulties. It means to contest or combat on ter- even terms and find success.
2: On even
0: terms? Or, or sorry, to contest or combat even on, on even terms. So what that means is like I'm I'm going to fight you back on the same plane. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the same way you're fighting me, I'm going to fight you back and with success. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so what what so let me just, um, I just want to- You're st- defending I, I, your no, position. No, 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 you're, no you're not defending that. Like what I'm saying is, is I want to take away the word cope okay. from this generation because you're not coping. You're condoning mm, okay. is what you're doing. You're allowing it to happen. Because okay. uh, when I see people say, man, I'm just coping, man, I'm just coping. Um, I don't see them fighting. I don't see them dealing with it. I don't see an effort to overcome, no, which is what the right. word cope means. You're right? Right. And now
2: there's no fight, usually. So, 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 Merriam-Webster
0: literally says that cope is often used to define something that resembles a cope, but it really is just covering your concealing. Oh, (laughs) that's heavy. Yeah, but it's so
1: true. You're, 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 that's actually to me what it is, and and that's a famous word right now. Normalizing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You rather, you rather present it and say like, can we all just like. Like, okay. it's kind of like, when, it's like if an intruder, it's like if you compromised on the safety of your house and an intruder came in your house, it's like you telling your wife, whoever you live with, like, let's just let him in, live in here. Exactly. Like, let's just give him his room and just leave him there to do his own thing. As long as he stays away from us, we'll exactly. let him live here. That's if he's what, not
2: really a threat, if we allow this Or maybe to be he'll be okay. nice to us
1: if we let him live here. Maybe, so maybe I'll be able to wow. live with this for the rest of my life if I just like treat it nice and give it a nice little room in my house where nobody gets Sheesh. to see. Sheesh. And that's that's, oh. that's, that's heavy. That's right yeah. heavy. That's I heavy.
2: just saw a whole house full of rooms with like unforgiveness. Oh, the door is well, closed. I, Bitterness. The door is closed. You know, you're you're just concealing all this stuff.
0: I love how your mind works. It's so different from mine. Because what I saw, I was reminded of a, uh, a book we used to read Chloe when she was little. And it was like, I, f- I forget the name of the title, but they find like, like a little like, like a little sea monster Mm -hmm. and they bring it to the house. It's like a graphic book. It's almost like a comic book. They bring it to the house and they put it in the tub Mm. and they just feed it and play with it and feed it and play with it and feed it and play with it. It's
1: like a gremlin dog. And what
0: happens is ultimately that little monster was a Loch Ness and that thing outgrew the house and destroyed the house. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. How? I brought it into my house. I fed it and I played with it. We totally. So, Thought about the and I said thing. I was yeah. good, you know, and all I said was, no, I'm good. No, I'm yeah. good. Or it's good. It's good. Right. And look, he'll come I, around. I think, I think one of the most, I think one of the most misused and one of the most, no, I'm just gonna say misused coping mechanisms or coping statements is man, I'm struggling, but thank God for his grace. Hmm. I'm struggling, but there's, but that's what, but, th- but thank God for grace, man. I made a mistake, but thank God for grace. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Because I, I, I know people are going to be like, what is he talking about right now, right? Um, but grace is for real coping, oh. not condoning, and not having these little pet monsters in my house. Yeah, that you actually feeding. <laughs> right. The, gra- the grace of God, the grace of God is not for staying the same. Mm. So good. So if we're, if we're going to call the grace of God a coping mechanism then it has to be it has to be something that really aids us in our effort to fight to combat to contest and to win to have success in pushing back let me share let me let me share my favorite my favorite scripture on grace my favorite scripture on grace i love ephesians 2 but it's not ephesians 2 it's titus chapter 2 Ephesians two says you're saved by grace, so we love that and we throw it around and and I really think and and look I've, again I feel free to say this because I've heard my pastor say this and I've heard him say it to the church, but I really believe that we have diluted and cheapened the grace of God yeah. into a oh God's good God's good He'll let me stay this way mm. God's good like no yeah I know I mean I'm, I'm you know al- al- I'm an alcoholic or I'm addicted to pornography or but and God's grace is good good God good grace I'm still going to heaven. You know, good God, good grace. Absolutely. But the point to Christianity is not go to heaven. The point for Christianity, because there's no Christians in heaven.
2: Right, right.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's children of God in heaven. Amen.
1: A child of the most high God.
0: Like that just blew everyone's mind, right? Like, oh my God. Like Jesus wasn't a Christian.
1: Jesus was a son.
0: (laughs) I'm going to leave that alone because I'm messing with people, right? Right. But the point of the point of Christianity and the point of grace and faith is not to get earth to heaven. The point of Christianity, the point of grace and faith is to have heaven on earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's the point. So we say you're saved by grace and so what we say what we think is like oh nothing, nothing because of the grace of God nothing can take my salvation. No, it's because of the power of Jesus, and yes, Yes. the grace of God, but it's the supremacy of Jesus' work. Mm -hmm. Now, to walk in everyday salvation, remember, you need to think about that. We think salvation to be one day I'm going to heaven, but salvation is for every every day, day. so I live in heaven. I don't want look. I don't want to be saved and live in hell, and one day to go to heaven.
2: Yeah, that's a long. Does that make sense? Okay, Mm -hmm.
0: so. Yeah, for real. Um, so so here's, here's my thought, that the grace of, of God is not licensed to sin.
2: Amen.
0: The grace of God, I firmly believe, you guys, is God's way of saying and heaven's way of saying, we believe you can live the order of heaven in the disorder of earth. Mm, so good. That's what grace is for. Let me share it with you. Titus chapter two, starting at verse 11 in the amplified version, all right? Check it, check it out. <clears throat> for the remarkable undeserved grace of God. So let's just give it the definition that our church typically holds to for the grace of God. First of all, the grace is the undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor from God, okay? To to receive the grace of God is from the goodness and the favor and the character of God. I want this for you. I want this for you. Now, Titus tells us what that this is. So let me let me ask you this question. So good. And let's talk about this. So where we're currently living right now. Okay? And all of us, all of us included, right? Us on the podcast set, Andrew Fung on the ears, running tech, which shout out Andrew Fung, he's the MVP. Uh, <laughs> um and everyone who's listening or watching right now, okay? If the grace of God is undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor, from God towards man, and it's God saying, and heaven saying, we want this for you. The current state of your life, could you, could you positively, appropriately, and affirmatively say, man, the state of my life, the condition of my life right now is what heaven wants for me. Mm. Could I say that? Mm. The decisions I'm making? You know, I think you could. I think you're walking in the grace of God. I think you're walking in the well, grace of God. No, <laughs> no, no, no! Look, look, look! I'm, but, but, look! I remember when I was a young adult, and when I was I was sorting out my salvation and sorting out my identity in Christ and my commitment to Jesus and my alignment and my submission to the way of Christ. Mm-hmm. There were there were times of my life where I I, I would say, "The man, thank God for the grace of God, man, the grace of God is going to get me out of this one, right?" That's and crazy. I couldn't. I, I don't. Yeah. I, when I look back at my life, the the way I was living, I could not say that that was heaven's intention for my life. That was hell's right. intention for my life. And why would God give grace so I could live hell's intention? Yeah. Right? So we have to ask the question, what's the this that heaven wants for us? Right. I think right. Titus gives it to us. Look, for the remarkable undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Watch. It teaches us to reject ungodliness, and worldly, immoral Mm. desires. And it teaches us to live sensible, upright, and godly lives. What's the grace of God for? For us to reject ungodliness, for us to reject immoral desires, for us to live sensible, upright, godly lives. What does that look like? To live with a purpose that reflects spiritual maturity. When? In this present age. Awaiting and confidently expecting the fulfillment of our blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and to purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people, to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what what is good. The grace of God goes on, verse 15. So go tell them, the people who reject the grace of God, or try to cheapen the grace of God, turning the grace of God into a license for sin. Because earlier in chapter two, Titus is talking about the grace of God is not licensed to sin. The grace of God is not licensed to continue in death. So he says, so go tell them this thing. Encourage and rebuke them with full authority. Let no one disregard or despise you or you conduct yourself and your teaching so as to command respect. You want to know why I think why I think Christianity isn't respected much? Because we cheapen the grace of God.
1: The grace of God is what gives you the ability to respond to salvation.
0: One million percent. And to respond to salvation every day. Every day. It's an everyday reality for me. I'm saved. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm holy. So I'm going to go to this class, saved, righteous, holy. I'm a, I'm a son of God. So I'm going to embrace this relationship with this daughter of God with grace, I'm gonna date you with grace, rejecting immoral desires, living upright, being an example to encourage other people to refuse and reject the worldly living. The grace of God is for every day, and that's God's gift to us. You can live in this world as if you were in heaven.
1: Yeah, which makes me think, like maybe there's somebody out there listening and saying, yeah, man, I've been struggling, but God's grace. It's a rejection of grace, that statement on its own. Yeah. It's saying, I don't actually have the ability to say no to this thing that I'm struggling That's with. That's
0: exactly what that is. Say that again. What
1: you're saying when you say, oh man, I'm struggling, but God, look, thank God for God's grace. Yep. It's, it's, it's a rejection of the grace itself because you're rejecting the power- That's it. The empowerment of heaven to live out a sanctification out here on earth. You're saying, I can't do it, but grace, grace will do it. No, grace is giving you the ability to do it yourself.
2: I think it's also verbiage that people don't understand what they're actually saying. Yeah. And so if you're hearing this pod, it's like, now you know.
0: Yeah, well, the right <laughs> And you verbiage...
2: can't know what you don't know. But you know what I'm saying? is some, Sometimes people might just say it like I know. without actually knowing what no, you're grace absolute, is. You're absolutely right. And so it's just like an excuse. Oh, thank yeah. God for God's but grace. So we have to
0: teach them how to and say that's it right. What, yeah, and right? that's so what I'm saying. The right statement is thank God for his mercy. Mm-hmm. Thank God for his mercy. So the grace of God gives me what I don't deserve, right? I don't deserve to be his son. I don't deserve to walk as the fullness of the righteousness of God on this earth, but thank God for his grace. He graces me and I can walk in righteousness. The mercy of God doesn't give me what I do deserve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are moments where I make mistakes There are moments where I'm snarky with you and I have an attitude and the Bible Bible says, you know, if you don't treat your wives with wisdom, your prayers don't make it through the roof, but thank God for his mercy that allows me to do what the mercy of God Watch, this is beautiful. The mercy of God or the goodness of God brings man to repentance. Yeah. It's the goodness of God that, that brings, brings repentance. repentance. So what happens? Yes. The thing that makes me require the mercy of God, when God shows me mercy, it turns me to the, to grace, the grace of God. Of God. Mm-hmm. To,
1: the, to the way that I can respond to salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the Christian call. With gratitude yeah.
0: and thankfulness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so thank God for his mercy. And that's why it's new every morning.
0: Yes, because I'm going to need it. Every day. Every day I need his mercy. Every day he has a right to be like lightning striking. Old Testament God. Every day he has a right to. Because every day. My good. thoughts, my actions, my yeah. pride. Which my by the whatever.
1: way, Old Testament God is the same God today. He never changes. He never changes. That's if you why Jesus, Jesus is so important, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so the Lord could do that to you. But thank he did God. it to Jesus. Thank God for his mercy and yeah. for his son.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So watch. I love this thought. Right. So my second favorite scripture on grace in the New Testament, and we'll land the plane here. Um, This is a good conversation, huh? My goodness. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as hearing it, as much as we're enjoying having it. Um, But so you are saved by grace. So the last pod we were talking about salvation every day. Right. the the Lord, the Lord's character, the Lord's wisdom, the Lord's restoration, the process of sanctification. Right. One thing I wanted to add to to sanctification. Like you know, like on, on like web forms you hit the little plus and it just drops down. Yeah. So we just do the drop down on sanctification. Just so you guys understand the really big word of sanctification. All that is is the process of the Lord preparing mm-hmm. you for his use. Amen. Every day, I'm refining you. Every day, I'm renewing you. Yeah. Every day, I'm cleaning you and purifying you for mm-hmm. my use. Mm-hmm. I'm sanctifying you sanctifying you for my use. So the fact that the Lord is working out sanctification in your life means that there's a purpose mm-hmm. for your life, that he wants Beautiful. you to be a vessel, right? And so I'm saved. What is salvation? Salvation is the process of sanctification, the process of regeneration. I'm learning to be a new me. The process of resocialization. I'm learning a new way to live it's yeah. a beautiful thing so i'm saved by what grace. Grace. grace the divine empowerment of heaven to do what titus 2 11 says to live a life that is yeah. godly yeah. to yeah. choose to live a life that rejects worldly wisdom to choose to live a life that rejects worldly order to amen. choose to live a life that walks in the uprightness in the wisdom of god in the glory of god to the honor of god amen right that's amazing we're saved that's by beautiful. grace Thank through faith Father faith By Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. And that's good news. Amen. This is why it's called the good news. Yeah. This is the gospel. Finish it. I know. This is
1: the good news.
0: Tell everybody. We're
1: different keys. I'm this sorry, is why you're not man. in the worship
0: team. <laughs> <laughs> but through grace, you but could. <laughs> that's the wrong use. Practice. Yes. There isn't enough grace to make me There no, enough grace. There enough Papa. grace. There's nope. enough grace to put me on the worship team. <laughs> God is good and his grace is good. Mm -hmm. His His grace is good and his mercy endures endures forever. Man, it's a good conversation. Good talk today, you guys. Hopefully this is making really good sense to you. Amen. Uh, We're we're, we're really excited. The next couple couple episodes, man, we're going to get into faith. We're going to get into calling, dude. I can't wait to talk about a good calling. We're gonna talk about being good people, being a good neighbor to people. All of this is connected, why? Because the goodness of God that makes him God, he chose to share with us so that we could be a representation and an extension of God in this earth. So just wanna remind you, you're good.
1: Good, you're good people.
0: You have good grace. You have a good Savior, and He's called yeah. you to a good life. Good grace, good God. Clean hands, clean hands, pure good heart. Hearts, grace, Come on, Jesus. Are we going to sing Shout that? At, are we going to sing that at Culture Night one day? I guess we should. I guess we will. <laughs> Anyways, hey, you guys, thank you for rocking with us as we do every single podcast. We're going to ask for your help in being digital missionaries. Man, share this content. Share it with people that just need to hear about grace. To need that need to hear about the power of God that will get them out of that rut, get them out of that groove, out of that situation. God's grace is good, and it's good for all of us. Amen. And speaking of all of us, man, we need all of us to be just championing this content. We believe that this is for a generation, not just for El Paso. But for a generation in, in, in this country, man, I'm boldly starting to say that now because um, I believe in what God is doing among us and in us and for us. And so here's how you can help. Number one, you can turn on notifications on YouTube, turn on the bell reminder, hit the little like. It just tells the YouTube algorithm, okay, people like this, let's put it out some more in front of other people. Um, subscribe, turn on notifications on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, all of that. You know what it is, you guys. Okay, so thank you for taking time to do that. We love y'all. You guys want to say anything? Love you. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we love you guys. You're incredible. We'll see you next time.